Hello, welcome to the Lone Show. I'm your host, John Lone. This is the other half to this two-part episode where we discuss a defunct app, what went on behind the scenes, and uh, also we're diving deep into uh, the the power struggles and the juggling of the the so-called creative community that once thrived on the internet, but sadly. Due to you know what, we we will discuss more into. It has been quite unfortunate for those who were part of that community. However, not all hope is lost. Because eventually, there'll be a rise, there'll be a movement, and everything will just work out just fine. There will come a time when karma comes back to bite you in the bum. But that's just them, but I don't know. So yeah. Enjoy this second part. Yeah, enjoy. It is it is unfortunate and really sad how things really turn out to be. But that's just how this world is. All people care about is all is about getting the bag and just trying to get food on the table. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's sad because, you know, um, I look back at all these people I look up to, um, you know, you, you had, you know, Satori Iwata from Nintendo, um, whenever they launched the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U at the same time, I believe they were also going through like a brief recession economically. And it's like this guy, Satori Iwata, out of every game company that was um, doing mass layoffs at the time. Just to make sure that the Nintendo 3DS launched, because without the 3DS and, and as much of a flop as the Wii U was, um, Nintendo Switch wouldn't be where it is today. And Satori Wada, the at the time the CEO and president of Nintendo, took a pay cut. That's right. This is something you never hear today. Their CEO took a pay cut just to make sure those products would launch and just to make sure that their employees and game designers got paid. I don't see, obviously, Clash and Huddles never did that. They would never do that. Um, There's one brand I'm working with right now, Gamer7. He would do that. But you see very few people doing that today, and that's why I hope to be that person in the future for people so yeah yeah <laughs> I, I am i'm still trying to process literally everything that's been said and it still boggles me really i know it, it, it's so hard to, yeah sorry good, oh, continue what you were yeah. saying yeah it's so hard to like um you know not hold back and it's so hard to like say all this without feeling frustrated because it's like, oh my God, we all invested our time and energy and had like people, I'm pretty sure you had people, I definitely had people, Eric had people reaching out to us asking us, hey, why aren't you guys making stuff? And it's like, we are, but we're making it on this platform that they're just doing is so wrong. <laughs> and it's not hard to get um it's so hard to 
not get upset about that. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. I, I think, you know, the same thing can be said for you and Eric. We feel better knowing that this is out there in the world. And I hope, especially when we do our part two, I hope whoever sees this, the investor class right now, huddles, whatever, um, the person who originally invested in Clash, creators who felt wronged, and people who I never want to experience. I never want these people to do. And you know what? If you're the person, I'm speaking to you directly. If you're the person who hired, and I don't feel any shame in dropping names at this point. If you're the person hiring Brendan, Corey, whoever, I hope you see this and I hope you look at the shameful, horrible people they are. I hope you don't retain them on your on your brand, on your team. That would be our end goal for this. But if you decide to keep them after um, what you see today or what you've heard today, you are as much of a horrible person as they are. And that is just, that's where I'll drop it. So, Okay. And to be honest, two-part series, I'm going to think of, cutting whatever we have recorded into two halves so if you want you may as well as get into stuff more on the on the whole situation if you like jacob we can talk as long as much as you like i could i could i could do part two um i mean yeah I if could... i we may, may as well as be in part two right now so we'll talk away <laughs> i guess um i think i think i'll let you start with the part two kind of the stuff because um i kind of went on a little bit <laughs> to get some water but um, but, but part two is going to be juicy. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's been said thus far in this two-part series. I've this is this is my perspective, and this is kind of like my assumption, really. That alongside the reasons Jacob's addressed, I think for. The things that they did, I think this is more of a way to like. Actually, I did write some. Oh wait, that was on the other side. Hold on, let me just get to. Yeah, so I think why this was done the way it has done is like basically they just want to build up the repertoire as in affiliation with Clash, Huddles, whatever, or at least take take credit kind of the things that they weren't involved with, but they kind of bought out with their own money and say, hey, guys, this is what we did. We kind of helped in the first half, but we did in the second, we did great. And I think taking with the experience and the affiliation kind of did this to like build up repertoire connections whatever and yeah ties to other people in the tech in the startup tech space and along with that um in in the event like like we're doing right now if if anyone ever tries to like call out on class 
whatever, for the things they did, they could just, like, use the connections they've built and, like, back them up and gather and showcase the evidence that goes in the favor of the team. Show them, uh, I don't know what you guys are saying. I, I know these guys for a long time and I've never recalled it such thing ever kind of and for what on whatever whatever evidence that shows that this team has not been seen as favorable genuine or at least i don't i'm not sure how to explain but any, anything that goes against the, that team that paints them as the bad guys or the people that just don't give a damn they just do what they can to like eradicate whatever just like what happened with the class server like they deleted the class server like some I don't I don't remember but they did delete it because as the new phase was starting to come up they didn't want for me to have too much communication with the community because if there was too much talking team and the users then that what choice do they have? They have to address it. They have to do what the people. How democracy works. If you want to, if you want your app to be successful, you got to listen to people. And Jacob has mentioned. Sadly, that just wasn't the case. I don't think the team liked. What the users have said what the concerns are and the. Of the bugs that happened so the, the the best they can do get rid of like the main source communication and resort to only the the, the small scale alternative so if so they're still allowing some communication to come through like they're gonna of course they still have to communicate at some point but they form that's only minimalized it's not as open it's very, it's very, it's a bit closed. So only those who are like determined and engaged to like talk with the team, only they can talk with the team and discuss the issues. And kind of like they, they will address it, but they'll just like give it a week or so. Basically, they'll just take the time and like addressing the issue, given what's been said about the culture. Then at some point they'll say, "Okay, we fixed it." And if you look back, it's partially fixed. They did they did something, but it's not effective to an extent that that the problem is solved. Kind of like the situation. I can't think of an example really, but it's like there's an issue. Uh, you ask someone. I want you to fix it. I was like, okay, I'll do what I can, and they'll do what they can. They never said they're gonna fix it completely in effect, like effectively. All they said was, "We'll do what we can." That is it. They do it, and they kind of fix it, but the the, the end result is not like it. Just it's just oh my gosh, I'm uh, my mind is my my brain is fried. Really, you know. It's like crazy. Yeah, I get it. It's just so it's so much to go through. It's just 
Because it's what, like, let's see, started in, well, I wouldn't say it started in 2019 or 2020, but that's a lot of years well, to just go, go through all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so yeah, with Byte, quote, V2, I think the started in 2019. It officially launched in 2020, early 2020. And as for Clash, that would later merge with launch late August of the same year that Byte was released. And I think it was January 20, 2021, two days after Byte's one-year anniversary, they announced, hey guys, uh, we thought, let's merge, because Pete, let's work together. You know, that's like that's like the vibe of the illusion they want to give to the people once they when this when the connections and strong relationship ties you know build a connection for for many years to come so that we're all united in one big umbrella and that's just from the top of my head really and if i had the time to like come up with what i have to say and that see that's what i think was their lure was the you can join the umbrella you can join the cool kids table you can be paid but you weren't maybe for like you got paid for a week maybe you got paid for two weeks and you got cut off and now you're making videos oh wait wait hey, hold on hold on we're cutting your video feed so now the only videos you're making are for these people who give you drops so now there's not even a feed anymore. There's not even an algorithm. So you're not getting, you're not getting served to people. Um, now you have to join a huddle, which I don't even want to begin to go into what that was. Uh, now you're just there on this dead platform that you got dragged for so long of making exclusive content for this platform and now that that you've because you've neglected other platforms like youtube or tiktok that you could have been making videos for which john may and eric sort of got a little bit on those other platforms where i did um but now i just all these creators that could have been making con good content like i've seen some pretty successful buyers now on tiktok and on Instagram Reels and Shorts that are thriving. But if they would have joined those other platforms sooner, knowing the demise of this platform, they would be, I believe, they would be so far ahead in life and in those platforms. I think they would be in movies. I know Nate, which was a very great animator and very great... Um, I think no Tate Andrew, all these. There's so many of these biters, or um, not biters. Biters is so hard to keep up with their names. But he was a great graphics designer. He would post a video every day, adding some sort of special effect. And John A, you know this one very well. Every day on Byte, he would add something to this video. And imagine if you would have done something like that for YouTube, YouTube Shorts, TikToks where you would be right now oh that that's that's a lot that's a good question like imagine if he didn't put his energy into a platform that 
like imagine if he did put his energy in, into platforms where he would have got more views or more audience engagement and he didn't get screwed over by turtle bros huddles clash and not just him everyone who put their energy into this platform imagine where they would be right now if they started this if they started their journeys back in 2020 2021 it could go many ways really like in the fight could still go on and it still survived for whatever reason, which is a, a more the extreme of most scenarios. I think it still would have built a bit of a community over time and, it, and entering and leaving would just remain the same. It'll still be a small app for buy if it still existed, but at least every you get like a new set of people coming onto the bite, leaving the bite, and then at, leaving bites, and then at some point, a few years, the, some of those old biters who've left at some point in its existence would come back and say, wow, this, this is so much. I'm so proud to be part of this community. And of course, there is also the case if, for whatever reason, Clash kind of not not been a this, but in any other case scenario, actually did their job. Have, yeah, yeah. Thank you for saying that for me. If Clash did what the people have been told, and they did to address the issues, and they did what they can to like fix the problems and now and then and kind of retain the community vibe that Bytes once had. Possibly. Not as like a a direct competitor to like the big apps such as Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, but I think Clash, if it's gone to plan and haven't for trouble, I'm, I'm certain that it would... Encourage it would inherit some stable and com- strong community interbuilt web, uh, like a strong foundation of community coming together and like collaborating on this so called platform, which could have been if everything went to plan and there weren't any struggles along the way. On top of the people who were behind the the steering wheel on the community part of if everything was going in the right direction that they did acknowledge in the best efforts to do what they can build build the community from the down up it really it could have been something and I would have been there for it but I would still be posting consistently right now if it wasn't the struggles that came along across the way, you know? It's, uh, it's quite unfortunate that things do not go the way they go, and and coming from that, people drift off in their own direction, have different lives for the, of their own. Like, I remember one of the OG biters, 
he's coming in a snowboard competition. Uh, another biter is at UCLA, and well, that, that's just from the top of my head. I think mean, a lot of the OG biters that was like part of bites before, you know what wave, that they've gone on to do pretty good things. The heritage, the Illuminati heritage that the original bite once had. And it's the vibe that everyone misses when they... Th- even even those that came during the wave, they know that they miss the time, the good the good old days. We all do. Yeah, I mean that's that nostalgia. That's what got everybody thinking. Hey, this community could turn into the next vine. And don't get me wrong, you know, like Dom said, nostalgia is something that's just a unique beast of its own and. It's why, you know, you see a lot of, you know, retro technology, you know, Nintendo classics. It's just, you know, having that sense of, like, going back to your childhood, going back to something to re-energize yourself and help you make something going forward. That's what Byte and Clash and whatever was for us. But if they would have been... um, if we were all given the go-ahead that this platform might not do too well beforehand, uh, and we were all not lied to, to believe some big lie, um, I believe, you know, a lot of creators would be in a, in a much better position right now. Um, you know, you mentioned somebody doing a snowboarding contest, right? Imagine if they would have started, not them specifically, but imagine if we started doing stuff like that earlier. I believe a lot of us would be in movies and um, running their own movies. Or, you know, that the new FNAF movie coming out right now, I believe some biters would be involved in that process right now. Um, and we both know one that's in our, our Discord right now that I know would be on that movie. Um I believe we would have a lot of successful writers. You know, we would have a lot of successful skits on YouTube right now. We would have like so much. And the reason that you don't see Byte compilations as successful as Vine compilations on YouTube, or, you know, it's because even though we had that community, we didn't have the engagements or the audience behind it. And I think if we had that, if, you know, we were, if we all put the energy we did into this platform for other platforms, a lot of us, like I said, would be in movies. We'd be making our own video games. We'd be making so many things right now because to see all these other people like crying, you know, I see crying who was a very, um, like very avid biter does very well on TikTok right now. If if she had joined TikTok a lot sooner, I believe she would be competing with the likes of of um Charlie D'Amelio or you know, she would have a lot more views, likes, stuff like that. Um you know that that tape guy, you know, the guy that does all the animations. I believe if he had the time to craft his skills and that's what i've been working on is, is working on my own skills um just lately not during the whole bite thing because i never really had the time to do that but if we all perfected our skills that we were putting on to bite 
which I think is what made a lot of us upset, we would be all of our skills would be perfected and we we would be in like specialty roles right now doing our own things making a difference in the world uh Tate I believe he would be on a he would be he would have to be like like it's not a he would be he would have to be on the editing team for a major Marvel movie right now because of how good his graphics and how good he was at editing um, I believe a lot of people would be successful writers right now, not just book writers, but like script writers, story writers. Uh, I believe a lot of people would be because of the because we had like late night bite, right? Imagine if late night bite was another show on another platform. I believe. If all these people, like Late Night Bite, you know, uh, Tate, all these people, if they focused on to those things instead of having to focus on a failing platform, I believe each individual would have a successful show or thing on YouTube or TikTok or wherever. Um, I believe if the biters had the resources and the time focused in their own projects, I believe YouTube, and I truly believe this, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram would be different environments. I believe Late Night, late night Bite would have a actual functioning TV show on YouTube, which is, don't get me wrong, it is something you see, but I believe TV itself would be transformed. YouTube would be your new way to watch TV shows. Um, I believe we would have so many talented content creators. And see, I'm not saying that this is the reason that content creators get a bad rap in media because there's so many things that um, play into that. But I believe because a lot of content creators didn't get to focus on their own brands because of this whole bite clash huddle merger, content creators would not have as much of a bad rap as they do today. Markiplier would be so mainstream. Um, PewDiePie would be so mainstream. Like, I believe YouTube would be seen as, and not just YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you create on, I believe you would be seen as a legitimate person who has a job compared to, oh, they just make videos. Oh, they just do these projects. Kind of a thing. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now begs the question, really. Like, after everything that's happened to Byte and its community... What what sh- what future for Byte? Like, if we have the chance and we got all the resources, what should we do about this? How might be revived once more and put to sleep about all these whatever what people are saying that about you to move on? How can we prove? How can how can Byte prove itself? It can be relevant again, like it once was. So. 
I try to like flush out all the bite has bites dead talk because this one I don't think people really talk about that much, but I try to ignore it. I really try my best to ignore it. Um, it's kind of hard because it's kind of hard to like ignore something that you've worked on for a long time. Um, and then like watch all these creators get annihilated and stuff like that again. And I, I have to mention again, because I've seen this before. We've seen this before with Vine and it's so hard to watch something so devastating happen a second time. But this time it was much worse. That's like, I don't like, you know, um, using points of history or anything like that, but that is like watching um, Nazis do their thing back in the day with the Holocaust and then resurfacing and doing something much worse. Like, I don't like comparing them to that, but that is like so hard to watch people who put their time and energy and all their resources into something just for it just to get wasted again. <laughs> um, I would say to those doubters, I mean, obviously they have reasons now to doubt bites. Um, I would say to change the perspective and change the narrative would it actually be to just do something simple, do something that both teams on Vine bite, actually three teams, if you think about it, um, never got to do. And that's actually focus on the platform as a whole. And instead of making it a platform to just make money, make it a platform that I'm not saying it should be a platform that loses money because obviously you don't want to create something that loses money, but a, a platform where the money is reinvested back into the platform and not going into the pockets of people who want to buy a Lamborghini and show off and freaking, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Take the money Please. and put it back into the platform. It's that simple. Invest in the community, make an app. <laughs> Um, it's that simple. Um, I mean, on the community side of things, I think, you know, put your, and I, I, I don't want to sound like the, the broken record here, but invest, and I used to really, really not see it this way until now. Uh, and put your, put your eggs in, in multiple baskets. You know, if you have a great idea, don't just put it onto one platform because now you have like, the talk of TikTok getting banned, right? And I'm not saying it will, because my gosh. And this is just for the U.S., by the way. This is, a, as far as I know, for other countries. But, oh my gosh, if TikTok got banned, I see all these communities, like the SCP Foundation, all these people we've gotten to know because of the first scare of the TikTok ban, um... People were like, oh my God, you know, we need to like try to do something like leave. Just think about the whole situation before where TikTok was going to get banned. Now it's kind of like, okay, people are not so scared because like, my gosh, that would break so many um, First Amendment viol violations and it would have to go through so many court processes to even get it banned. But say theoretically, if, if TikTok got banned, theoretically. 
there's a lot of creators that would be struggling and hurrying and scattering around to other platforms because they didn't invest in those other platforms. Now, thankfully, a lot of people, I believe, on TikTok also put the time and energy on other platforms too. Like, I see a lot of TikTokers if they upload one video on TikTok, it's also on Reels. It's also on YouTube Shorts. It's also on, I think, Clapper is another thing that's kind of like surfacing around right now. That's a good thing, but not enough people on TikTok are doing that, especially the ones who want to make this high production, high quality um, thing that they want to do. I believe if you put your eggs in, in multiple baskets and focus on not the platform, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of platforms that made a lot of impacts on people's lives. Like Kyle, for instance, he got a tattoo of Twitter because that's not, that's a platform that made an impact on his life. You know, for me, it's YouTube. Um, John May, I don't know which one that one's for you, but you, you know, I think maybe like Byte or whatever is that. Everyone has a, a platform that made an impact on their lives. And don't get me wrong, you can't or you shouldn't stop supporting that platform if it did. But if you focused on yourself and your own brand that you're trying to build or your own idea, whatever that may be, just maybe it would be the best thing on the internet if you put more time and resources into that instead of whatever platform has you believing that that's the next best thing. I truly believe and it, I'm probably going to get a lot of like, you know, probably going to get memed on and balled on for saying this, but I truly believe that Ninja not signing a contract with Twitch and not signing onto any platform anymore is the future of content creating. Number one, he owns his own content now. There's no single platform that says, hey, you can't stream on this platform because we own you. There's no, okay, if you stream with such and such person, we are going to ban you and deplatform you. Like, if Ninja decided to stream with Dr. Disrespect, which was, you know, a big deal, like, he's not going to get banned on Twitch for streaming with Dr. Disrespect. Because he doesn't have a contract with Twitch anymore. That's just a big example. Um... If Tim the Tatman decided decided to stream with Dr. Disrespect, he, even though I don't think he has a contract with Twitch anymore, he's not going to get banned on Twitch. I mean, you can still get banned on Twitch for breaking their so-called terms of services that are kind of worded to be, I don't know. I that, That's a whole conversation on its own. But um, Ninja owns his own content. He focuses on his brand, like Mr. Beast. Even though Mr. Beast is more like a YouTube guy, he those guys are focusing on their brands. Now Mr. Beast, Ninja, they have their own merch line. Mr. Beast has his own food chain, his own candy bar. Logan Paul started to focus on his own brand now. He's got his own prime brand, prime drink. That, my friends is what it looks like if you don't focus on the platform, but rather your own brand. 
And that's what I've been realizing as of late. That's why I have all these different ideas. If I tackled on these ideas one at a time, and one of them is Byte, right? I do want to relaunch Byte at some point in the future. If you And this is a message to Clash. This is a message to Huddles. This is a message to everyone. If you just invested the time into the brand that you originally wanted to make, if you just invested into this idea that you believed could change the world, that idea is going to change the world. If you don't, and it's simple. I know it doesn't sound simple, but it is a simple thing. If you just invested in your idea, your idea is going to make a difference in the world. If you don't invest in your idea, your idea is not going to make a difference in the world. It's just that simple. I mean, obviously it's not that simple because some people don't have the resources to make their ideas happen. And it's that's, an, that's another thing that really ticked me off with the whole Byte and Huddles and Clash thing is a lot of people joined Byte because they didn't have the resources to make their ideas happen. So they were led to believe that they could get these resources from this app just to possibly risk getting thrown out of their apartments. Because they, oh, this is another thing. Clash told people to quit their jobs, which obviously isn't a smart thing to do, but they were told to quit their jobs by Clash because they were led on to believe that drops would pay your rent. They were led on to believe that drops would help you create this creator lifestyle, right? Just to risk getting thrown out of your apartment if you rented or if you owned, um, risk selling your house, falling behind on your bills, for what? And see, that that's, that's the main reason. You know, obviously, content creators can pick back up. If you, if, they, if you have the resources, you can reinvest your time on another platform. You can start from the very beginning. You, it's going to take a long time, but you can essentially reestablish your brand on other platforms. But these people who, and this is really what really pisses me and Jame and Eric off. These people that did not have the resources to make their ideas happen that did not have stable jobs probably, probably just enough to scrape by, were led on to believe that they could quit their jobs, they could work for Clash, essentially, and not have to worry about nothing anymore. And I believe... Not a lot of people came out and said this, and that a lot of people were probably almost about to be kicked out of their apartments, probably have, or probably almost had to sell their homes. Their, their life, a lot of people's lives were almost destroyed by the negligence, and I keep having to say this, the negligence of this team that ran this app. And those, like I said, if you had the resources, if you had the money, if you had a job, whatever, if you could easily migrate to another platform the next day, yeah, you're not going to get views, 
right off the bat. You're going to be working an uphill battle, but you could still reestablish yourself. You have the resources to reestablish yourself on another platform. The people that did not have the resources, the people that had to live a day-to-day paycheck, probably on like on the verge of like, you know, if they quit their job, they would get evicted or they would not have a life to like live and live out their dreams and live out their passions they wanted to because someone told them Corey Brendan um to quit their jobs quit their nine to five because you can be a creator too and I believe a lot of people kind of kind of caught on to the idea before the app shut down, I hope, and actually never quit their job. Um, But if they did, I feel so terrible. Those people are probably on the verge of homelessness, which I hope not, um, because of the actions of one person. And... If anything makes me upset and makes Jame upset and makes Eric upset, it is this right here. I, I could care less that you let on investors to believe your lie. I could care less that you had people investing in a platform that um, they could just easily go onto another platform the next day and recoup. The thing we care about most is how you probably almost made a lot of people homeless because of this big lie. And I could, I, there, there's no beating around the bushes. There's no, oh my gosh, this was a big mistake kind of a thing. It was, you know, if you wanted to apologize for this, you would have apologized earlier. You wouldn't have sold the platform Again, you wouldn't have bailed if you truly wanted to apologize. You would have apologized, and there's no other way to, to there's no other way to say it. Um, you almost lost a lot of people their jobs, probably their livelihoods, probably a lot of people that really wanted to make a difference in the world, and those are the kinds of people who cannot just simply pick up and move to a different platform and do what they wanted they wanted to originally do. Because those are the people, instead of having to focus on moving their content to a different platform, they are now trying to fight for their lives just to make it day to day. And to get back to the topic of how bike can be different, it is not to make promises that you can't keep. Not to lead people on to quit their jobs and potentially ri- that like like this whole you know I don't want to get into the crypto the crypto situation and FTX that much, but very similar to the crypto and NFT situation where it's like a lot of people put their money into this thing. And the, there's people behind the curtains, kind of like the Wizard of Oz, controlling the whole market. But you don't know that. Um, 
the rich are, you know, getting the the, the good big hits and the oh my, the, the, the Dogecoin, the NFT. Those people are getting it, but there's certain people that are targeted that are not getting wins, that are um, not making money, that have actually probably invested their life savings and lost it all. Very similar to the Silicon Valley bank situation. That happened because of a crypto scheme. Um, and it, to me, it's no different than what happened with Clash and Huddles. It is no different. You mean, I mean, this person I'm working with, Andrew, who owns Gamers Heaven, and this this guy that actually wants to invest in this community, this otaku culture community, who actually wants to reinvest money. And this is why I truly believe in that vision. Um, because I got bur- we got burned <laughs> by this Ponzi scheme that Clash and Huddles ran. Andrew, just so you guys know, in this Gamers Heaven brand is a completely different, completely different thing compared to Clash and Huddles. And that is why I truly believe in it. Um, and he knows, Andrew knows, because he used to be a financial person uh, in the financial world. He's seen people invest their life savings to lose it all. Um. And that's why I see it as a clash and huddles is no different than the FTX and crypto market because I'm pretty sure there is a lot of content creators that, if you think about it, being a content creator is an investment, if you think about it. Because if you're doing it as your main job, you're investing money and expecting to get money back from brand deals, sponsorships, and advertisements. Not specifically those things, because you got Mr. Beast and all these other things that do other ideas alongside that. But if you're a content creator, you are expecting a return of investment, an ROI. Same with investing in crypto and NFTs. You are expecting a return on your investment. If you are investing your life savings, your car, your house, your life, into something that could fail and you lose it all, it is not your fault because you you were led to believe by some scam artist that you could create the dream life you've always wanted. And that, I used to be all in on crypto and all in on stuff but because the idea behind it, but oh my God, that really really upsets me because I don't like seeing people get a, get, get kicked out of their apartments, get kicked out of their homes, lose their cars because they were led to believe that they could live the dream life. And you clash. And I don't like using this terminology. I don't like, you know, um, comparing apples to apples in this way, but you clash huddles, Brendan, Corey, all of you people involved are no different than FTX and what they did to people. Yes, FTX made people invest their life savings. Yes, the Silicon Valley Bank invested people's money 
which as most banks do, which is what your retirements are and stuff like that. Um, you guys took someone's life savings and ran it into the toilet for what? I just, I want to know this one question for what, why did you guys have the balls, the nerve to take somebody's life savings and flush it into the toilet for what? Actually, Jim, I'm going to ask you this. Why would you uh, think Corey, Brendan, Clash would take? I mean, it, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, there's no explanation for why they would take somebody's life savings and just flush it. Why, why do you think they would do that? You know, it's very, very illogical. Like, I, I can understand that you, with whatever you learned from whatever job you're working, you want to treat yourself with the money you've been paid for, but take everyone's life savings money they have, and what are you going to spend that on? If you're going to just hold it, if you're going to take someone's money and just hold it, why? It, there's just some things in this world that just, there's just no logical answer. Only illogical with no logical answers. Nothing makes sense. Even even what you just... You take someone's money, life savings or whatever money they have, and what you're going to use that on? Well, you can't spend it on yourself because your, your, your company's dying. Your, 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 your corporation's bleeding money. You've got to... And then well, also on another, on another subject before you get into your, into your thing... Investing business money in personal finances is a federal crime. If you take money out of a business for personal use as a tax write-off, that is the definition of a scam, and that is the definition, the dictionary definition of a federal crime. Yeah. Like, even that is um, speakable, despicable, but... You know, there are bad people in this world, so can't can't get too mad about that, but given the situation, it's it's quite it's quite sickening really. Not many pe not many people will understand the situation, but f from a business perspective and also to some extent morally, it's just wrong. Who who would have the who would have the nerve to do that, knowing if they ever been found out about that, they're in the big house for who knows how long. They even get a life sentence, if that's the case. But surely it's sentences for certain crimes. But surely you could be locked away if you've been found out for pretty honestly. Yeah, and see, that's... And like you said, you can't really stay mad at someone for too long, but that's just what... Eventually, you know what? I hope the people who hired you for whatever project or the person who paid you off to own Clash eventually sees this podcast because that's, at the end of the day, that's why we're making this. We're just making this to inform people. I hope, Pete, I hope they find out that you potentially put out somebody on the streets or almost got somebody to go homeless or 
almost ruined a family, not one person, family's life. And I hope one, one, one day your medicine is going to come. You know, this money, this payout, whatever you guys got, one day someone is going to take that money from you and they're going to ruin your life, livelihood. Um, I get it. Vine did the same to you guys, but that is no excuse to do that to anybody else because you guys had the, had the opportunity to walk away unscathed because I know the amounts of monies and the money and brand deals and sponsorships you got definitely made up for um, the money you did not receive from Vine. But the people you screwed over on Byte, on Clash, on Huddles, I have to get close to the mic to say this, did not have the resources to walk off and do their own brand deals and go and do their own things. Maybe a few people did, the few people you paid to be on the platform, but the people that were told to quit and leave their jobs could not just walk away and work with some big brand deal if they even could. No, those people you screwed over are walking away right now and trying to build back the pieces in their lives to build their lives back up. And that, that's the difference. That is the difference. And I hope you guys, because karma, let, let, let me just say this, because I, I think we're kind of getting like a little long here. Um, I hope you guys take one thing away from this podcast. Um, I hope the viewers take a lesson from this. I mean, obviously, like Jame said, um, not, nobody's going to understand the impact this had on so many people's lives because when Vine went down, we didn't understand because we were just kids at the time. But one day you will. One day I hope the person watching this understands. But the people that we're targeting this towards, I hope you understand right now what you did. Um, the horrible horrible people you are i hope you understand what you did to people how you almost ruined people's lives and how things could have been better you probably um don't never had any intentions to make a creator's life better but if you did what's the excuse because we don't see the reason, and like like John A said, there's no logical reason behind why you would take somebody's money, even if you didn't literally take somebody's money, why you would take somebody's livelihoods and invest it into a scam. I think that's where I'm going to leave it because we, we could go on and on and on about how wrong this is until we're blue in the face or uh, green <laughs> in the face. <laughs> um, but I hope whoever watches this 
obviously the person, you know, watching the, the average person, if you take away a lesson from this, because this is the second time this has happened. Um, but the people who did this and is actively encouraging this and actively involved in this whole thing, the one thing I want you to take away from this, I don't care. We don't care that our times are wasted because we, we have, we never believed you. We can easily pick up and we got, you know, John May's got this podcast. Eric's got his podcast. We can pick up where we left off. But one thing we want you to take away from the people that you screwed over is not us. Yeah, we got hurt a little bit, um, hurt our feelings a tad bit. But the people you screwed over are the people who are trying to piece back their lives right now. The people you almost or probably did ruin their lives. And one thing I hope you take away from this, if anything, is how wrong and how horrible that is to do that to somebody because you wanted your fancy one. Th- okay. This is my last piece. Um, I think that's where we're going to cut off. I hope that yacht was worth it. I hope that helicopter, I hope that Lamborghini, I hope that Ferrari, I hope whatever it is that you're doing with that money, whether it be trying to, trying to take somebody else's money or I hope, <laughs> oh my, because this, this part really, really gets to me. Uh, I hope those parties that you're going to, the yacht, again, the Lamborghini, whatever it is you, you're doing with that money, I hope you think about the people that you almost probably ruined or did ruin their lives. And um, I hope you, I hope it haunts you that there is probably someone on the street right now that is homeless so you can have a yacht and so you can enjoy your parties and um, everyone that you affected is effectively piecing back their lives because you wasted two years of their lives. I hope the one takeaway is the yacht you're sitting in right now, the martini you're drinking, whatever, that you think about that, how horrible you are, what you've done to people, and it haunts you for the rest of your lives. And just know we're here to pick back up the pieces that you threw on the floor, not once, but several times. And we are going, no matter how long it takes, uh, to pick those pieces back up. And we are going to try our very best to right the wrong that you caused. And that's, 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 there's, there's not, there's nothing much more to say. Cause at that point we're just repeating ourselves. So there you go. I hope that's the one takeaway you have from this. What, what's John, what's the takeaway you hope they, they take out of this? Well, given everything that's been done, everything we've said and, um, and whatever tobacco events, incidences, and tea that's been going around, from the time span between 
the moment that Dom Hoffman started to draw up to revive Vine in a form of a completely different platform that would create many iconic moments up until the point of like a second or third, depending where you look at it, rebranding of his taking control of the community that once was, there is a lot of things to take from this. And hopefully, whatever mistakes is being made between between the start of Byte up until the, the so-called rebranding or whatever point in the present time, work in tech startup, you're a social media content creator, or if you want to make your own application or anything along the lines of software, application, social media, content creation, any of the other relevant themes, do not make the same mistakes like they did. Don't about giving up something because you don't have the time or energy to put into something. Please be prepared. You gotta be cautious. Even even if you like so excited to start your first ever company brand or there are risks and there are hurdles that you need to, to consider. If you do I not will. take them it's you will fail. And you will fail miserably. I can't stress enough the amounts of mistakes witnessed during my time. Not just when Byte started up until the whatever you like to call it, partial huddles, but my from social media. I started very early before Byte even existed, but even then, the mistakes I found platforms I was part of can easily be replicated and resonate on what we have on the so-called community that we were once part of and all the moments has been created, whether it's for good or whether never forget, never have, never will. The voices in your heads and all across the internet will never be silent. And that's all I have for this episode. It was... uh... You hear Jacob talking about... uh, John, one, uh, one thing I want to add to my final piece... Um, oh, sorry, my brought, bad. Yeah, no, no problem. <laughs> uh, since you brought up uh, the Dom situation, one thing I want you guys, and this is like directed to Clash, Huddles, whatever, I hope, because there's two parts actually to this, I hope that you, whether whether you were planning, your plan was to smash the Vine team, um, if your plan was to get revenge on the Vine team, or if it was to get money, either one. I really hope it was worth, like I said earlier, throwing somebody out of their homes or um, wasting somebody's life or their time. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. It's been quite the two-parter this has been. Yeah. Um, Until next time. Anything you want to say, Jacob, before we conclude? Yeah, um, after this, I'm, I'm definitely going to be like, if you guys want to hear more of me, because I've not really shown my face on the internet that much, um, uh, go check out the uh, 
the music channel I've started. Um, it's called Vibe Space. It's a project I'm working on through the studio uh, that I actually get the time to invest in now. Um, I plan on coming back on my YouTube channel probably this week or next week. So if you guys want to see more of me, um, be looking out. Uh, it's Jacob Shadowminder on everything. Um, again, also look towards that Vibe Space um, 24-7 lo-fi slash ambient uh, stream that's going to be happening right now. If you guys like music to just hang out and chill to, that's a project I've been really putting a lot of time into. Um, so I recommend you guys go check that out. It's 24-7. Um, and then also, like like I said, I'll be coming back on YouTube at some point. I have like a lot of projects I've been working on. Um, and also, at some point, I might have my own podcast. Um, I mean, you definitely might see me on this podcast a lot, too. Uh, so go check out my stuff on everything. Um, like I said, Jacob Shadmeyer, everything. And I, I thank you for having me on um, because I really, really wanted to get this message across to people and I uh, hope, you know, there's some big takeaways and uh, just uh, be looking out for my stuff. So, yeah. Fabulous. Stay tuned. Oh.